Hello and welcome back to the UOG Men's Rugby Podcast. It is the biggest and best podcast around. I'm Sam, by the way, and we are back for a new season. I've got Charlie Hines with me once again, and we're in a studio, Charlie, which makes a nice change from those Zoom chats we had last year. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, it's nice to be be able to see you this time instead of being sat in my parents' bedroom, um, which sounds a bit dodgy. Um, but yeah, nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to leave that in. <laughs> I don't have a clue what to say. Yeah, so the typical standard of this podcast has clearly stayed the same. A shit shit. I can't say that, can I? So, Charlie, what have you been up to? Um, well, not a lot, considering lockdown. You know, we have did our podcast in lockdown, and then we've come to start it again, and we're back in lockdown, so it's gone well. Um, just been third year now, so back in the swing of all the uni stuff. A lot more work than second year. Well... It's not maybe a lot more work. It's just I actually have to do it this year. So nice. that that has been exciting. But um, yeah, missing rugby. Shame that's obviously not being able to continue with lockdown. But hopefully we'll be back to it soon. Yeah, we've gone full circle kind of with uh, starting it in the first lockdown. Now we're back here. But at least we're at uni. At least we can kind of see the boys. And we've seen them a little bit, but we haven't trained since, what, October now? So a full month nearly. It has been a while. It's been tough not seeing the new first years. Um, they've, but to be fair to them, they are kind of getting involved in everything as much as they can do. They're doing quite well in November, which we'll mention later. I think they're one of the highest people you've got the most money is a fresh. A welcomer. A welcomer, Sam. Yeah, a welcomer. <laughs> so I think it's good to see that they're getting involved. But yeah, but luckily me and you can still be doing our jobs, do and going out and about watching rugby, which is good. Yeah, we are in a very lucky position to be able to go and cover the rugby that we do in the premiership and get to travel and see everything and yeah watch top quality rugby so it's kind of an opportunity that you have to take in the times that we are in because no one else can go to the rugby yeah. and ho- hopefully with the announcement they had the other day of 4,000 fans allowed back in that should go back to well slowly get back to normal so I am yeah looking forward to more people being able to get back into grounds because there is that kind of eerie feeling when you're in a ground that you can it's interesting you can hear everything but it is just missing that that heart of it it is very odd to hear the shouting at the rooks and you can (laughs) instead of hearing the ref mark you can pretty much hear the ref talking at some games which is very odd but it is quite nice it's in a weird way it's quite a nice experience just being there in an empty it's like watching a pre-season friendly at times but it's quite nice but yeah, we're both keeping busy, and so with the club being with Movember, like we mentioned earlier, I think as the last total we raised about two thousand one hundred and thirty pound, if I checked correctly, which is like fair play to the lads. That's a lot of money. We have smashed it. We have yeah. done a good job. Yeah, and some of the freshers, welcomers, Ben Godden, <laughs> they got two hundred seventy-five pound raised. George Gazard, two hundred sixty. And then Harry Felwick, the second year, is 165. And then Clarkey is 135. So fair play to those top five. And then Archie on 120 pounds 69 as well. So well done, Archie. Uh, yeah, they're all putting in quite a shift. Yeah. yeah. Off the field, doing the work. Yeah, Solid. It's such an important cause as well. Like we, well, you did recently that video, which we posted on Monday, the. Just 22nd. Monday. Just say Monday. Yeah. <laughs> can't remember <laughs> just on monday um yeah so do you want to tell us a little bit about that um so yeah if you've if you're listening you haven't seen it yet it's on our instagram page it was just 
kind of us trying to raise a bit of awareness and try and break down the stigma behind mental health and all the causes that Movember kind of are supporting. And so I spoke to a number of the boys about their personal experiences with mental health and how they kind of may have come into contact with it. And it was just quite eye-opening for me personally, just from hearing quite a few stories of maybe some of the boys that maybe I'm not closest friends with or haven't talked to on that level with before, just being so honest and open. I'm, I can't thank them enough for that because, it, um, yeah, everyone is praising their honesty as well on it. So they have done an amazing job and they've made it what it is. And, uh, yeah, just they've done a great job of it. Yeah, it's nice to see that everyone's kind of responded really well to it. We've got loads of messages from other clubs. So thank you for all for messaging us and sharing it as well. And to the SU who re- responded to it really well. We've got had messages from George, the SU officer, and Luke, the president as well, saying that's really good. Like, thank, you, thank you so much for speaking out on it. But it's nice to see the lads talking so openly when it's quite a struggle at the moment for mental health and coming to uni especially for the first years moving away from home for the first time and now they've got now they're stuck in lockdown away from home not being able to play rugby not being able to play sport or go out and go out and make new friends obviously they've got the flats but that's people they're stuck living with seven days a week they can't meet new people so I think that's what we've done this year is really important to get the first years really involved in the group chat and uh, them just chatting to everyone like in an open way which I don't think we would have seen in the past but it's really nice yeah I think it's just about keeping your mind active really and not isolating yourself i know that's obviously a lot easier to say than it is to do because i personally may be like guilty of that in the first lockdown where you kind of you're on your own quite a lot and you overthink about stuff so it's important to like as you say with group chats speak to other people get involved in stuff but yeah just reach out to people if you are feeling not so well and mentally and just yeah make make sure you kind of don't suffer in silence really yeah so we, we may as well give a shout out to some of the other clubs who are doing some fundraising so cheerleading UOG Dynamites are also raising money for Movember I don't think that's the club as a whole but a group of them are doing it really well including Ella Hamlet so I think, who I think is their CC now so fair play to them they've raised over a grand um, UOG Rowing UOG Netball are also raising money and Rugby League are still doing their fundraiser which we mentioned on the last set of podcasts so well done to them as well indeed as a uni we are doing well, in terms of our fundraising in difficult conditions where, I don't know, coming into this lockdown, you thought, you know, everyone was binning off the idea of Zoom quizzes and doing all the stuff we did in the first lockdown, which involved a lot of kind of charity stuff. You were a bit, like, concerned whether people would be as willing to get involved in stuff, but people have fully thrown themselves into it, and it's been really nice to see. Yeah, and obviously it's difficult when there's no... You aren't able to do fundraisers at the moment, which we uni always normally sees every Monday, and... Obviously, it's tough not to have that, but it's nice to see people coming up with like novel ways of raising money as well. Yeah, it is a big... Sh- yeah, we were saying earlier that it's been... It's a year today that Tash Bash was last year. Yeah. So it is tough to see that, but obviously it's understandable, but I'm sure we can come up with something else if we're allowed to later in the year, really. Yeah, it's a sad it, day not having Tash Bash this year. I think it's safe to say that. I don't think it's just the rugby lads who look forward to the event i'm pretty sure everyone in the uni looks forward to seeing a load of drunk rugby lads do a full monty but yeah it's i think speaking as a committee i'm sure i'm not sure what i'm allowed to say but i'm pretty sure we are planning to do stuff for next year well 
as soon as we can. And as I think as soon as we can do, I think Tommy wants to do like the Tash Bash series like we've done in the past. So I'm hoping that we will have stuff to do next year because Tash Bash is great. It brings kind of the uni together. Like Varsity, it's one of the best nights. I'm not saying that Tash Bash is better than Varsity, but it can <laughs> be. Um, but I think it just bringing the whole uni together is quite important in a time where it's going to be, and even when everything's lifted, it's still going to be a difficult end to the year because people are going to be stressed. And I think that's when hopefully we'll be able to do stuff. So I'm, fingers crossed we can get something nice done. Yeah, it would be nice to get back to it because, as you say, it is one of the best events of the year, really, yeah. from, from our point of view. Other people may think different, but yeah, it is a cracking, cracking day, not all for a good cause, and you get to see Sam, by the way, in his lovely school skirt, which is well, <laughs> however, however you view it, um, it's, a, it's a sight. It is a sight. Yeah, cheers for that, Hainsey. <laughs> um, we do have a guest on today's podcast, so you don't just have to hear our two horrible northern accents ramble on. And it is Finn from Kano Health and Fitness. So here he is, it's Finn from Kano. So do you want to introduce yourself, mate? Uh, yeah, so Finn, um, I run Kano Health and Fitness, uh, work with like the university, and I'm also a student doing level five strength conditioning at the Uni of Gloucester. So do you want to basically explain what Kano is, what Kano Health and Fitness is? Yeah, so originally we started off as, um, it's all, it was all myself starting off doing a sportswear clothing brand uh, back in about 2019-ish, uh, started to take off more at uni when I joined in my first year, and then I've branched out to more personal training, sports massage as well, as I've come into my second year, it's got a lot more successful, so I had that lockdown period to sort of set myself up in, ready to go in the next year. Um, but yeah, our main focus right now is is personal training, online classes, and really improving the sportswear brand that I've got going around the university. Yeah, you mentioned... Coming, when you're coming into university, obviously you're partnered with us, you're our sponsor. So how did that happen? Um, I think just, so obviously being a first year, um, I was living on Oxford's campus. I had this giant flag up in the window of my flat. I think a lot of people saw it across all the years. Um, started getting a bit of a recognition throughout the uni. Nothing huge, nothing crazy, but I know Evan Littlewood, your welfare officer, I live with him. So I think just the connections through there, um, then I got contacted by Tommy, who was interested in getting me to sponsor the club, really. Um, so it was quite quite interesting to get that. Yeah, you get, you've, you're involved in quite a lot of clubs as well, aren't you? Yeah, so I um, started with you guys and then Sports Massage sponsorship with the American football, so Gloucester Gladiators. Um, and I've got links with a load of other clubs through, obviously, working with athletes. Um, also do, as part of my level... Um, five placement I do my strength conditioning with Bamington and through that they benefit from all my personal training services the online classes as well with my other instructors and obviously they get a 10% off discount code as well so it's about three clubs that I'm working with at the moment and you're working with the SU as well doing the get up and go aren't you yeah so those um started off as boot camp sessions uh Wednesdays in Gloucester Fridays at Park Campus outdoors um, university contacted me, wanted me to deliver some outdoor sessions. So we got it going, but that's all been moved online now. So we've sort of launched off a whole new range of classes, hiring new instructors, getting a, quite a good recognition across the country, not just across uh, the uni. Um, so yeah, it's going really well with the uni. 
How important do you think those lockdown sessions are at the moment when people can't, might be struggling to get out and about, but they've got someone who's quite knowledgeable like yourself and your instructors kind of getting them moving and getting them keeping fit still? Yeah, I think it's it's sort of like a no-brainer, really. Um, the classes are all for free, so all they need to do is just fill out a quick little five-minute form, if that, and then they have five, six classes to choose from to keep going. And I've been working with a lot of the freshers through the outdoor sessions, training plans, sales, and um, you hear that same thing. It's the same four walls, especially when you're on campus or even if you're in a house, especially in lockdown. You're stuck in your room, you've got online lectures, and then you're stuck with your housemates. Take an hour out of the day and everyone feels better after exercise, you know. Um, once you do the session, it just breaks up that day. It gives you something to look forward to for the day or the next day or the next week. And you, you're going to see results if you keep coming along. I've had loads of people say that they're already getting fitter. A lot of the badminton players find that they're more able to move a lot better. So it's just really good to see that everyone's actually benefiting from it and their mental health isn't just taking a massive hit in this lockdown. Yeah, you've been sharing a lot of tips on your Instagram as well, such as the keep on drinking and stuff about um, relaxing in kind of mindfulness sessions. Do you think they're really important as well? Yeah, so the main session that I really wanted to push in lockdown was the one that we've got called Stretch Tone Mindfulness from uh, an instructor called Hannah. She delivers them and it is really just a great session to take a step away from everything and just relax um when you're in lockdown you're going to be caught up in your room you're going to be sort of stuck indoors and your health is going to take a hit if you're not looking after it so drinking water it's, it's going to be tough if you're just sat in your room you're not going to want to go downstairs to the kitchen and fill up your bottle but just being prepared just having a little reminder throughout the day that maybe we should stick to our veggies maybe we should keep drinking our water self-care days just something that they see it on instagram they think maybe I should do that, um, rather than seeing nothing, essentially. Has has that mental health aspect of it all been something you've been pushing during Movember particularly? I think, yeah, recently in this Movember period, I've been pushing it a lot. Obviously, it comes hand in hand with the lockdown, but it's always been something that I've been sort of like passionate about and something that I've worked with a few clients on. So they come to me for training plans to potentially improve their men mental health. Um, their outlook on life and everything like that. So it's something that is quite, I'm quite interested and quite heavy on, um, rather than sort of being really strict. So if you're going to have a day off and you're going to have a day of not sticking to a strict, say, diet, fine, happy days, you know. Um, we don't need to be caught up in it all the time. You kind of mentioned, obviously, a few other factors like diet and everything, but how important is exercise itself and kind of fitness to your mental health yeah you know it's it's a no-brainer everyone understands that you're going to feel better but the amount of um feel-good hormones that get released when you do exercise so that's just a tick in the box there if your physical health is good that's one less thing to worry about if you're looking good because you've been working out um and you you're losing that weight that you've wanted to lose or you're slapping on that muscle that's another thing that you're going to take off your shoulders, that body image, that self-confidence is just going to increase um, sports performance. If you're training, uh, you're seeing that you're getting better. One less thing to worry about on match days when it comes to Wednesday. How am I going to feel when I return to Bucks? How am I going to be up against this new opponent? Well, actually, I'm going to be good because I'm going to be quicker because I've been training. So I think it's really good. Yeah, so 
you said you do strength and conditioning at uni. So how has that helped you with Kano and progressing the company as well? Um, so my whole goal was to come to uni, experience uni life, sort of grow the business a bit, but not waste my time. So I chose strength and conditioning as a course, which goes hand in hand with personal training quite well. Um, I never really had an interest to go out and be a strength conditioning so coach at, say, high-level athletes or football teams or rugby teams, but I didn't want to waste my time at uni. So, But since coming, I've learned a lot about training for myself, training my clients, and it's given me opportunities to sort of improve my delivery aspects as well. Um, so my knowledge has grown crazy amounts. I've become more focused in it. But at the same time, I've also taken a, a quite a good interest in working with athletes, um, training programs, sort of, sort of like high level, so we can really push our athletes or, or clients to, to do their best they can. It's really sort of opened my eyes. That's something that I really am interested in. But I'm not going to step away from these, these health benefits, these health um, get-up-and-go ones, and just for the general population. So I really do enjoy those as well. Have you found it more difficult doing them online on Zoom and then in person? I found it easier online, if that anything. Um, obviously, in person, it's it's a lot more enjoyable. It can be. You can work closer. You can really coach them through. Um, you find online a lot, a lot of people will put their cameras on because they don't feel comfortable. But in person, you can see them and you can see them do it. But I've actually enjoyed it. I feel like it sort of it's fast tracked me in my my delivery, my coaching, and it's also given me an opportunity to help other students at the university so if they were all just in person i wouldn't have enough sessions to um to offer placement opportunities for but since lockdown i've created a placement opportunity for a level four strength conditioning student um he's coming along helping me out i've managed to work with other people and it's really grown it to sort of make it more known and recognizable yeah so going moving on say in five years time where would you like the business to be Five years time. I've I've had it written down. I've got the goals to to open up my own gym. Nothing crazy. Just if it's just a small little garage, happy. But that is sort of the aim. And obviously, just continuingly growing every single day, every single month, every single year. Um, hiring on new instructors, more permanent basis. Building my client base. Getting links with schools and colleges, so I think the colleges and schools and the opening my own gym is sort of my my main aim. I want to be working with these companies. I want to have a base that I can call my own base, um, where it's all me. I don't have to worry about the marketing side that the university has, the struggles that we go through with that. It is solely Kano Health and Fitness from me. Um, is it quite motivational when you see like companies such as Gymshark that started from as maybe you did, where you are kind of producing like gym wear clothing to get to the point they are now yeah it's it's where it all started for me really um i don't know if you've heard of athlete athletics uh youtuber called christian guzman he sort of set up his own business doing exactly as i have done you know we're doing online sessions we're doing branching out to clothing now he's got his own gyms now he's working on his own land like loads of gyms and hotels all together and it's a sort of, you see people like that and you think they've come from the same place that I've come from. I'm not necessarily copying them because it was my idea and then I just found them along the way um, that they were already doing it. But it's like, they can do it. I've just got to keep working. It's just trusting in that process to then reach that goal and have it there 
Um, so it sort of gives you something to work with and against. Um, keep chasing it. You know, at the moment, Kano's nowhere near as big as Gymshark or Alpha Leap, but it gives you something to chase. It gives you something to work and get inspiration from and then build your own brand from it. Does it mean you kind of have to keep trying to think of fresh ideas because that market, obviously everyone's seen the likes of Gymshark and how they've risen so quickly. And obviously there's many people trying to maybe push into that gap in the industry. Does that keep you on your toes having to think of fresh ideas? Yeah, like at the moment, fresh ideas in terms of clothing isn't something that I can actually execute. So it's not something that runs through my head um, or marketing, but it does give me something to think like, how can I sort of create something new? Because that's all I've ever wanted to do create um so i created a business i'm now creating a client base i've created these online classes these clothing um but seeing things that they're doing it sort of makes you think can i do something better than that can i create something new and sort of fast track myself to being quite well known will it blow up for me so launching these sessions for the universities something that i've created is it going to blow up for me it's done quite well could have done better could have done worse you know how important, obviously, um, you're partnered with us this year, spon- you're sponsoring us. How important do you think those links are to kind of promote yourself throughout the uni when obviously we've got an established following f- from people who've been at uni for a couple of years or even graduated? So how important do you think it is to have people push your work out there as well? I think it's it's key to small businesses. You know, if a small business is working solely just on themselves and they're not connecting with the local community or the local students, say you are at the university, they're going to struggle. Um, they might do well. They might get lucky. You might have another way that you're going to work. You might be working with, you might not want to work with the local community. But for me, personal training, um, online sessions and all sorts of stuff like that, working with the local community, the students is sort of essential, I find it. You know, you've had quite, you've got quite a large following base. Since that sponsorship deal was announced, I doubled my following base. Still nothing crazy, but I doubled it. I gained, I think, over a couple, about 100, uh, 120 followers in about a month. So it's just really good to see all my insights, you know, something steady and then all of a sudden this massive peak. And now if I go around university, um, sometimes I've, people notice the clothing. You see people wearing sort of the stuff. Um, you see a lanyard hanging out, and people sort of know of Kano. If if it ever brings comes up in conversation, you know, I'm not I'm not name dropping it to them, but if it comes up in conversation, they know. Oh, you're that guy who's sponsoring men's rugby. You're the guy who's doing this with American football. You're the guy who's running these SNC sessions, these online sessions, and it's quite nice to to see that it is being recognised across the uni, even if they might not be following the account. It's still known there. Yeah, so final question for me, just for curiosity. So where does the name Kano come from? I, I, do, I do get this question a lot. So Kano doesn't mean anything, really. Um, it is a brand name. Now, it sort of come when I was about, I think I was 18, just turned 18, maybe 17, when I was thinking of setting up this business because it had been in my back of my mind for a few years before that. Um, I was sort of throwing, throwing letters, trying to get a short word, up that would be quite catchy um then i sort of went down this idea of being all motivational being all like inspirational talking and thinking of like phrases like i can do it i can do this and then i got to the word can 
threw a K on the end at the start of it, so spelt with a K. Um, and then I at college, so I was around that time at college when I was thinking of this. A lot of the um, my my classmates they'd call me they call me Finno, my name being Finn. They threw an O on the end, so I took that O off that nickname. I put it next to Can, and if you read it like that and you take it from that sense, it's, it would say Cano. However, um, when I first just looked at the word, I saw it as Kano. I yeah. thought that sounds quite good. Health and fitness. There we go. Deep, lovely. Charlie, do you have anything else? No, I, I think you've you know covered it all there. Very interesting to listen to. Yeah. So. It's all right. It's thanks. Yeah, it's good chat. Thanks a lot for joining us. Didn't you just want to plug your any upcoming classes and your social media as well? Uh, yeah, so obviously the social media is Kano Health and Fitness on Instagram. Um, also found on Facebook, just typing in Kano Health and Fitness. Um, we are going to be running these online sessions potentially in the new year. So that's something to look out for on the social medias. But when lockdown's um, lifted, I'll be back in the Oxtals Fitness Suite gym delivering the personal training. And my boot camp sessions will be back outdoors at Plot Call and Park Campus. So it'd be really good to see people sign up all they need to do is just go to the instagram fill out the thing in the bio and it will be there perfect so thanks again for joining us and have a good rest of your day you two boys great to talk to you cheers mate cheers well, that was finn from Kano health and fitness i think you can all agree that's quite a an interesting topic that needs to be sort of talked about the mental health at the moment and keeping mentally fit as well as physically fit and Thank you to Finn for joining us. And yeah, like he said, check out his social media, check out his classes, because not going to lie, I haven't done one, but I'm, I've heard they are quite good. And I've heard he is very good at what he does as well. Yeah, I might have to check them out myself, actually, with a bit of a uh, lockdown timber <laughs> coming on. Uh, but yeah, it's so, all very interesting to listen to, actually, that perspective of someone that's trying to kind of build up their brand like that. I mean, he seems to be doing a good job so far. Yeah, and it's nice to see our club promoting... Uh, student brand is our main sponsor so i don't know if we i don't think i actually mentioned that they are our first team main sponsor and our second team main sponsor this year so it's where in the past we've had quite big companies relatively to finn doing it i feel like it's quite nice to have a student sponsor a student club as well yeah it's definitely nice to have him kind of kind of be with our platform of our like instagram page that's quite a few followers we were able to kind of give him a boost on his platform yeah. and help his work and Obviously, it's yeah, just good to help kind of other student societies and services that people are trying to push, and it you know helps everyone because obviously the times are hard at the moment with money and trying to get sponsorship. So it's good that he's being prepared yeah. to be able to sponsor us really, mm. and thank you to him for that really. Yeah, and yeah, we weren't trying to big ourselves up when we said we've got a good following. It's just yeah, we... I apologise. <laughs> I, I I thought that as soon as I said it, I was like yeah. But yeah, so thanks to Finn. So obviously we are technically a rugby podcast as much as we just talk rubbish half the time. Um, so obviously we can't play at the moment. No grassroots rugby is playing. The RFU announced a couple of weeks ago that there's got not going to be any grassroots leagues this year. But we still, the RFU is still looking to play kind of friendlies in mini leagues, but not their traditional leagues. And I believe Bucks are still looking to do the same thing. So. I was wondering, Charlie, how do you think they're going to make that safe or how are they going to try and make it safe as possible? Um, I don't know. I would say I'm probably the wrong person to ask on this, but um, I don't know. They seem to have all the 
like good kind of um what's the word not restrictions but um things in place to when but when before this lockdown they had all the things in place to kind of let us train let us do contact to a certain level so i think they'll definitely get the right things in there in terms of like getting making sure everyone's sanitizing like every 15 minutes or whatever and trying to minimize contact obviously that's difficult in a game but i feel like you you i'm not saying we have the <laughs> have the uh, facilities and stuff of professional teams and like how like the premiership are able to make it go on but i feel it will be able to happen hopefully and it would just be nice for kind of to get back playing actual rugby matches and hopefully we can have some bucks games for like yeah yourself and me we're in our kind of final years at uni nice um so it'd be nice to be able to have kind of that last game at uni because yeah. obviously having it last year you didn't really think oh this might be our last game so it'd be good to get that one in mm. and really kind of finish it with a bang really yeah and obviously there's varsity as well but i know you said you don't think you're the best person to ask about the thing return to play but obviously i've been watching a lot of women's rugby and they're not being tested so unlike the the men's top level rugby where they're being tested regularly it's like a normal game of rugby the women's game i presume nobody listened to this has watched any of it but they basically are playing 35 minute halves they're only having scrums if the ball's gone dead in a ruck so if there's a knock-on or a forward pass it's a free kick instead of a scrum which makes the game really quicker and there's no what's the other rule you can't join a mall if you weren't in it, and you can't and you can't mall outside of your outside of the opposition twenty two. I wouldn't anyway. <laughs> so I think that's all just to reduce contact, reduce face to face contact. Because if they're not getting tested, then it's trying to keep them safe, and it's worked so far. There's, I think they've, they've had two games postponed due to COVID outbreaks at a club, but that's just because they're they're all working still. Obviously, it's they're not professionals. But the the interesting thing for me, what I went noticing it, the changing rooms are split. You're only allowed eight in each changing room, and the subs have to be separate. The coaches have to be separate. So, yeah, that's an interesting one. Well, yeah, well, what you've done there is you've um you you knew the answer before you asked me. Yes. And then you've let me waffle on and embarrass myself, and then just correct. I I, I I'd like to resign. Um, <laughs> Yeah. find another northern i'll go home so um, do, we have, do we have one <laughs> there's some some first years oh um obviously also in rugby the the premiership return this weekend which was really nice to see and obviously there's the autumn nations cup i think is the official name of it it is it is and the, the one of the the welsh team is struggling which is lovely to see <laughs> i'm sure none of you will agree with me but yeah have you been watching any of it um yeah, watched as much as I could. Obviously, as you mentioned earlier, we doing the Premiership. So you were at Bristol, weren't you? Yeah. Covering the Bristol Wasps game, which was exciting. And then I was at the Gloucester game, which was not the best <laughs> result. It wasn't their best performance, but hopefully they can come back from that. But yeah, the week, the I watched the England match back in full, and that was quite a interesting watch. Mm. See how dominant England were, and that Johnny May try was quite something, really. And yeah, it's, yeah. And then. France game was good actually. Watch that back. Yeah. Um, just like watching the French. <laughs> I think it's quite obvious to see at the moment that France and England are quite a, a, a way above the other four Six Nations teams, and it, it's it's not good for them. But it's nice to see as an English person. But it's also what as a rugby fan, it's not great to see people struggling in the way they are. Obviously, Italy didn't play, but 
they have been struggling massively recently and Wales just seem to be on a downward turn. I, I joked before that it's good, but it's not really for, for British rugby, the like Lions next year, it's not good to see. Mm, especially against world champions yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I agree with that. It's obviously want a kind of a competitive tournament across the board, really, like we saw kind of, like we'd say probably a decade ago or so, we've not really had a really competitive tournament in a while of a few teams going for the title. So it is, you know, something needs to change. And I think I was, I was when I mentioned to you, I was listening to the Rugby Union Weekly podcast on the way over to the studio and it was kind of, they were saying how England are winning because they're not playing very attractive rugby, but they're getting the job done. Mm. And everyone else is trying to kind of, do the same and it's just some of it it just isn't very entertaining to watch yeah. and I think that is like that's why I like watching France because they're so unpredictable you don't know what's going to happen they don't know what's going to happen to themselves so they're they're just good to watch because they actually try and play about a bit with and then you mentioned obviously the lower teams like well you've got Fiji that haven't played yet in the tournament because yeah, they've had so not, many COVID cases this week either but no. they're hoping they're going to be playing the week after and I think it is important to get the Pacific Islands, especially, to get back to kind of where they once were, yeah. fighting at the top. And like we both talked about, how we've watched that Oceans Apart documentary, yeah. which is very good, I kind think, of raising the issues. I think we'll actually issues. have a proper, com- we'll have a proper conversation about that in a couple of weeks with someone who's a little bit more knowledgeable than us, possibly. <sighs> what are you on about? <laughs> but yeah, you were saying about the France being Scotland, um, yeah, France beating <laughs> Scotland and how they play, and it's a bit like Bristol, the amount. Me and you've watched them quite a lot through what we're doing, and they don't know how to play ugly. I think no. it's safe to say, and it works for them. And I think, I think I said mentioned this to you, but I mentioned it to someone at least that even in the Premiership, it's quite clear that there are three or four teams who are a, a good distance above the rest yeah. of the teams in the league, and it, it's a little bit of a worry, you'd say, for like rugby as a whole in the country, how three or four teams can be just so much better. Yeah, it's like. I think you're alluding to kind of like Exeter and Sale in the fact that they may not play the most attractive yes. rugby, but they are extremely effective at what they do. Bath and Wasps, um, Bristol and Wasps, who are both very yeah. good teams as well, who are on their level, but they play. Yeah, that's where, as a Wasps fan, I think that's just where we got caught out in the final in yeah. the season because it was like, obviously, we're wanting to play our game, but then you, you can't play your mm. game against Exeter because they're just going to bulldoze you over the line like from five metres every time. So they... Yeah. The, they do play very good rugby extra at times and you saw like the Sam Simmons try on Friday mm-hmm. night against Harlequins but it does well not doesn't get tedious because I think you can appreciate the art of what they do but yeah. it's like I know that's quite good for me um, <laughs> but it does get yeah just a bit tiring yeah. of watching them score like 40 points on most people in the Premiership just doing the same thing yeah, the, the Luke Kowndicke and, and Sam Simmons are just going to be top scorers at the end of the season yeah, when you and then you can see with wasps play with Jacob Marga just flinging passes yeah. out to the wing or semi Rodrada offloading from the back of the round for Bristol. But enough <laughs> of me and Charlie talking about rugby because I'm sure we could do this for like an hour. But um, if you'd listened to the old podcasts, we did the quiz. We need to have a we need to come up with a proper name for that instead of just calling it the quiz. And we, just call it the quiz. Yeah, it's it, quite it, it became very very iffy at the end of the last podcast. So we're going to rebrand it and just do it me versus Charlie, and we'll keep a little leaderboard. So don't trust the guests. 
Yeah. Didn't we have Turner turn up and yeah. not realise he was actually question master? Yeah, we, we, we just he just thought we'd invited him along. Yeah, we d- we no longer trust our guests, <laughs> so we're going to be doing me versus Charlie. So one week Charlie will ask me questions. How many questions have you got? Five. I've got five. So then I'll have a le- how many keep count of how many I have, we'll and do. then we will next week I'll be asking Charlie um, for five questions, and we'll keep track of how much it, how it goes throughout throughout the year. We definitely won't. I, I'm just about <laughs> we'll definitely to, forget. I'm just about to write it down oh, in my notes, good. so we remember. So so we'll be there, and we'll still forget about it. Yeah, nice. I feel like we needed a little theme tune for the quiz as well. Now, so get Noah on the case. Yes. No, no, Noah is the third member of this podcast now, apparently yeah. by all the jingle he's meant to be making. Yeah, so Noah, if get you're listening, it, get a move on. <laughs> so yeah, so time for question one. So, dum, dum, dum. as we mentioned, Johnny May scored that sensation. The sensational length of the field try at the weekend against Ireland. Little shimmy, little step, kick, chase, wheels. Um, so he became the joint um, second highest try scorer for England. But how many has he scored? Is it 35? Is that your final answer? Yes. That's wrong. It's 31. Oh, fuck. So that is a poor start to the quiz on this season um not this a season but um, technically is it se- i'm gonna that's season what I'm gonna, two that's what i'm gonna name the podcast you can put seasons they're gonna put seasons to make so it look like we put lots of preparation into this yes nice um so obviously johnny may pride of gloucestershire but which other gloucester player scored in this weekend's autumn nations cup chris harris it's not a good start I'm, mate I didn't watch it it was a uh, Lewis Ree Summit oh, for yeah, Wales against Georgia. First try of the weekend. Oh, I mate. forgot about him. I watched that game as well. <laughs> I was too busy focusing on Callum Sheedy. Yeah, probably. Just watching him on the bench. Oh, he wasn't he on the bench, was he? He started. I'll be quiet. Him, um, him and Yeoen. Anyway, um, so in that match, there was a debutant, but who is his famous dad? Ian Bo- No, yeah, Ian Botham. Correct. Yeah. You made me panic then. <laughs> I wasn't sure whether to mention his name or not the first name of the yeah, you... James Botham. Nice. James? James. Yeah, yeah James. Um, right, this, this is where it gets slightly trickier. Wonderful. Um, so I, I, I gather this stat from David Flatman watching the Premiership highlights this morning. Um, how many players made their debut last season? Last season. Last season. And it's quite a lot. So I'll get a point if I'm within a couple. Um, we'll go 10 either side. 160. It was 210. Wow. Which is... That's ridiculous. That's a lot no, of people. That is a lot of people. Fair enough. This has been a shocker. And and we still didn't get a start, so... <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, Gloucester didn't have that many injury issues. Um, won't be far, Bristol won't be far off this weekend. But so, good friend of the show, James King Scott, yeah. good friend of yours. So you should know this. Yeah, he was uh, our second team co-captain last year. But I want to ask you, what is his middle name? <laughs> oh no! Sorry, James. Um, he's ninety percent sure you don't know it, and I'm probably ninety-nine percent sure you don't know it looking at your face currently <laughs> um you've told me it before i've not a clue 
It is Andrew. Yeah, he has James told, he, Andrew Kingscott. He has told me that before. Sorry, James. Is that, is, that, is that all five questions? That is all five questions. So that's a great start to this So you got one. I got, I got one. One. <laughs> one out of five. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be back with the quiz next week. So Charlie will be doing it while I'll be asking Charlie. And we'll be back with another guest who, yet we are not sure who it will be. <laughs> professional but, operation. Yeah, professional operation here at the UOG Men's Rugby Podcast. So, yeah, thanks, Charlie, for joining me being back it's nice to be in a studio pleasure nice and roomy and comfy Indeed. and yeah thanks as well finn for joining us again so yeah you've been listening to the yoji men's rugby podcast nice <laughs> i don't know what that was sorry bye <laughs>